0: Wake up, buy here, pay here people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two.
1: Good morning. good morning, buy here, pay here. Good people. morning, buy
0: here, pay here people. Happy Wednesday. Wait, it's not Wednesday. Or it's not Wednesday, it's Monday. I was about to ask I, know, you right? was. I don't know what day it is. Wait, so where'd that it's it's from? Not, I don't you know. It's Monday.
1: it's Monday. Happy Monday, yeah. all.
0: And I bet you, yeah, people are like, I'm already ready for the weekend. It's <laughs> Wednesday. No. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's uh happy Monday. And uh we had a good weekend and are ready to kind of rock and roll are we good, well kind of okay um, had some good good uh um brainstorming stuff and, yeah you know and, uh, uh, <laughs> i'm reminded this weekend we we, we,
1: <gasps> we morning, try to but... practice what we preach right so we uh one of the things we did this weekend was work on our business a good amount mm-hmm. and um uh, yeah a lot of a lot of really cool things on the yeah, I got a lot of meetings we're just uh, working hard mm-hmm. to turn the corner on this whole thing i mean we're like a lot of the clients we work with we're trying to make that pivot into Mm -hmm. uh growth and capitalizing the stuff right and
0: you know know, it's like uh most people in their businesses you know you get to a point where it's like things are running smoothly and then it's all right what's next Mm -hmm. and what are we going to do next um you know and and it's time to make another pivot unless you just are like hey it reminds me of a, a client that jim used to have way back in in uh uh, car biz days. Yeah,
1: don't say where. Yeah, okay. so <laughs> trying not to do that, so, or who, or where. Um,
0: but uh, Jim was like, "Hey, I can help you grow your business," mm. and he said, "Jim, I sell twenty-five cars a month, and I don't want to sell 26. Right. And so, you know, we we have found that, that sometimes you um you you find your niche, you find your sweet spot, you find the you know where where you feel the most, uh, you're, it's like the best for um, incoming, outgoing, all the stuff. Good morning, Karen.
1: Yeah. And it's not always about increasing revenue or, you know, sales, volume, whatever. Yeah. It's Sometimes it's about transitioning to a place where you can, you know, either be more absentee, as mm-hmm. we've talked about, you know, be involved less in your business. Mm-hmm. Like like we always talk about with our clients, we, we're always trying to help our clients move to a place where they're not so uh, tethered. To Their business, tethered.
0: right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. We, and so, obviously, which, Michelle and I
1: enjoy what we do, but we uh, yeah. also look forward to the day that we can grow in the team to grow.
0: Yeah, yeah. just growth grows is Working good. On it. Um, so, uh, uh, that's a little bit of a segue. We've got that event coming up in September, which is uh, only has seats for four dealers and, um.
1: You're going to, to you might, you're going to want to grab one.
0: You're going to want to grab one because I'm not sure how many we have left. Um, and the way I've been re- saying that, yeah, yeah
1: I'm so. in discussion with a number of people that you know have yeah. pretty strong interest. So I would say that um, the way I've been explaining it is like if you're facing some kind of six figure, you know, in the next year or two, you got some big stuff on the horizon, whether yeah. that's upscaling, downscaling, whatever, you know, recapitalizing. Yeah. I mean, then I would say this event could be for you. That yeah. should be,
0: but. I mean, i we I, the 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 long and the short of it. Not the, the event's great if you if you can do it, but it's like we always grow, and so it's it's kind of fun and to uh, I enjoy with Jim having the brainstorming sessions, and and it's like oh, all right, so where are we going? What you know, how where where do we where do we choose to go? Mm-hmm. And um and you know, kind of part of the cool thing about our our experience is that we, we recognize more and more and more. It's about where do you choose mm-hmm. to go? Because where you choose to go is possible. Sure. A um, so. little,
1: little trivia thing. Who can name on the uh, mug? what mug. The, mug What's represents? the mug? Who yeah. can tell what the mug oh represents? Oh my gosh. It? If,
0: yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, I think this is it's an easy one, but yeah. <laughs> well not for some. It's easy not for, for you so. considering where you grew okay, up. Yeah. So if if you know what was on the mug, yeah. Um, yes. uh, also uh, August 1st. Yep. Yep, um, get your tickets. So um, today. Today yes. is a straight line day. Um We're going to talk about uh, some straight line topics. We've been pretty heavy on the squiggly. Uh, Those of you guys don't know, straight and squiggly. Straight are operational straight line things. It's things um, that are very uh, policy and procedurally um, directed. Mm-hmm. squiggly are your intangibles it's you know um it, it kind of boils down to the how to be known like or known liked and trusted in your community how do you want to be known in your community um you know how do you want to be do you, known liked and trusted by your team um you know uh do you want to be known liked and trusted by your your significant other oh, that would be good <laughs> that's it's another one um so uh today is a straight line and it's on repos
1: yeah really talking about how to handle repos and and it's kind of ties into the conversation we got coming up with with our event Mm -hmm. in august because we're working Mm -hmm. through all these numbers and trying to analyze losses and one of the things you run into is people don't handle their repos the same and and look we know we're probably not going to fix that today right it's Mm -hmm. like it's a it's an industry wide thing where there's some inconsistency software could help us on this, but they, they don't do enough to kind of, you know, move people through that process. So, so sometimes people are all over the place. Yeah. And we
0: like, I guess, like you said, it's just, it is, there's really not something out there that is uh, um, we're going to try to beat the drum. Let's standardize how this is, how this is uh, repos are handled because, um, you know, it's, it's really hard When you are trying to compare yourself to another dealership's numbers, you know, and when, if you're in a 20 group or whatever, and you're, how you handle repos is kind of one of those things that it's just all over the place. And so it really affects your numbers differently.
1: Yeah. And the reason that's important is because, you know, we're all trying to manage and especially like, you know, we got Bill Ozondo sitting in this morning. I mean, 20 group moderators Mm -hmm. deal with it. It's like when your data is, you know, submitted, I'm sure they try to get very specific in their composite reporting about how you do that. But, you know, we work with dealers and, you know, there'd be a big chunk of money come in and, oh, Mm -hmm. it looks like you got some, collected some money on a, on a charge off, you know, collected some money, maybe a small claims action and got, no, we just sold a repo. Like, okay, well, why is that in the hat bucket? You know, it's like, so, you know, it's just, it's funny that it's it's hard to measure then. It's hard to compare performance, you know, when you're trying to give somebody, you know, collateral recovery rate and Mm -hmm. their numbers don't line up they don't stack up there's
0: another piece to that too that it's like uh it's all over the board about when you actually charge off a repo too but i know that's really not gonna i don't know that's
1: that's, kind of will tie that in because it's the timing Um, is really part of what drives this
0: and and we we recognize absolutely that um that uh your charge-offs directly affect your lending Mm -hmm. um so you know if if uh if you got some cleaning up to do Mm -hmm. on your repos um you know yeah i don't know if it makes any difference to reach out to your lender and say hey i've got some repos that we're going to be cleaning up it's going to look a little higher this month than normal mm-hmm. because of x but this is our new policy da, 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 da. Yeah. And so they can see that it's going to level out and that's one thing that you know we see with with clients it's it's it becomes uh, daunting Um, you know, you have things that need to be charged off and it's like, ah, you know, we've seen, um, we've seen like holding on to charge offs, um, can affect, uh, it can benefit a bonus and it can also really detrimentally affect like what's really happening in your portfolio. Sure.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's and that's why we like to mm-hmm. look at the metrics. Part of it is our performance of the portfolio and part of it is just analysis of mm-hmm. poor performance. And and when you see poor performance, it lets you go in and analyze, mm-hmm. you know, what the problem might
0: and, be. And, you know, poor performance, it happens. Sure. And so part of part of this, too, as we kind of dive into this, is that is that um, it can be a real hit to your ego to see a number that doesn't make you feel good.
1: Yeah. It
0: really can. That doesn't mean you should ignore it.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you use the word policy because, you know, policy, we really should look at, I mean, I think for, there may be some listening to will hear this broadcast and Mm will don't, they don't really have a clear policy. We Mm -hmm. obviously work with a lot of dealers that are new, a lot of new dealers tune in. And so I would say if you don't have a clear cut policy, why don't we write one? And I think by the end of this episode, you'll have a pretty clear understanding of what we would recommend, how that policy would be constructed Because as she touched on, the timing is really critical. And so I'm going to try to give you reasons that this matters. Like, like Mm -hmm. to me, it's like you can you can have a policy that's different maybe than what I recommend. I would say let's at least try to be consistent with that. And but I would say if you follow this policy that I'm gonna recommend, and by the way, you know, Bill Elizondo, you folks that are tuning in, sound off if you, you know, have a different approach or whatever. We're happy to hear it. It's just in after So many years of doing this as a manager, owning a dealership, been a member of a 20 group. We just kind of see that there are some practices that we feel like are more useful than others. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about best practices on repo policy, part of the reason I'm recommending this is I think it's important for us in managing the business. If I'm just, make me the general manager for a minute. If I'm looking at the receivables report, I'm looking at the delinquency report, I want a clean report at least once a week, you know, Mm -hmm. certainly once a month, I want a clean report. I want to know what the real assets are. I want to know where we're at in terms of our performance. And when I look at collateral recovery rate and it's down, I want to know why. And I want to to be able to eliminate reasons that aren't contributing to that problem,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So that brings up the thing about consistent policy. I would say what we recommend to our clients is a policy of charging off once a month once a calendar month. So as the month winds down, certain accounts that are eligible based on whatever de- well, your policy that you put mm-hmm. in there, that if they meet a certain criteria, they get charged off. Now, we recognize some people have lines of credit and they've got borrowing basis to think about and that's that's a thing. But I would just say, you know, let's... It's going to
0: bite you eventually.
1: Yeah, I would say we mm-hmm. got to work that stuff out with a lender because... Yeah what you what we don't recommend is carrying assets that are not performing Mm -hmm. because you know our accounting friends would tell you you know while it's technically proper accounting wise you don't have to account for it until you actually charge it off. But what's the policy around charging? Yeah, it off? And
0: we've, we've uh, like, we've had a client before that were there very, very timely. And in their 20 group, they were like, you're doing that too early, but they were very timely about it. They had a very, just, it's like, this is the policy about doing chart or charging off a repo or, or, you know, non-recovered vehicle or whatever, non-paying, but this, we're talking mostly repo here. Um, they had a very clear policy and, and, you know, you could track their numbers and it didn't it certainly didn't hurt their portfolio no. to be timely about it. And no. it just it and and this this specific dealer had a financial background and understood the value of getting rid of things out of their portfolio that were dead weight. Right.
1: Good. Yeah. So I think that goes to the thing. It's like, I I would want to know if I were the manager and I looked Mm -hmm. at a report that says we have 671 accounts on the active list. I want to know that those are performing contracts.
0: Yeah, Like I just need to know
1: that those are real active performing contracts. So when I see that 30 customers are passed through or whatever, I know that's my real list. And so that's, that's part of why this becomes important. So when we can settle into a consistent practice a policy mm-hmm. that says we're going to charge off everything that's eligible to be charged off is gone every calendar month It's a close of every mm-hmm. calendar month as an example now we we charge off what's eligible and I can hear some dealers saying but wait Jim I haven't sold the car yet I haven't sold the repo I haven't, I haven't finished reconditioning the car so this approach would say it doesn't matter we need a timely, repo and charge off process once a car has been repoed and, and really, by the way, I need to clarify just for anybody listening, who's Mm -hmm. fairly new, a charge off often, or a skip charge off. Sometimes the terminology in this business can be a little tricky, but sometimes you can charge off the account and terminology by DMS varies too, but you charge off without necessarily recovering the repo, which you also, I would recommend have a hard policy about Mm -hmm. that says, even though we haven't recovered the collateral, we're going to go ahead and write off the account.
0: And that's, I mean, obviously so there's policies? like no payment, certain amount of time, no communication, right. zero communication, charge, it's, it off. charge it off and it's not performing. You yeah. can still and then you can choose what system. you want to do with that owed balance. Sure. Well, you um, come
1: up with a system. You can yeah. still, it doesn't mean just because you charge it off, doesn't mean you don't still work the account and manage mm-hmm. the account, but you need a system to manage it off of the receivables report. So the reason that's important is again, now we got clean assets on our balance sheet, which any CPA, any lender will tell you that's mm-hmm. what they want to see. Certainly as somebody who's looking at performance reports, I want to see uh, clean, consistent charge-offs mm-hmm. that we're getting rid of accounts that I call it dead wood. Those mm-hmm. accounts that are not performing, get rid of it. And so now it's like we're, we're, we're cleaning that up and now we know we got a clean balance sheet and a clean performing business. And so now when we measure things like collateral recovery rate or those conversion rate numbers that I talk about, then we can have some consistency in that. We can be sure that the portfolio that we have that we show is active that we're measuring performance on it's it's really clean. It's performing as expected. And now we've got consistency, we can better identify when there's peaks and valleys there, what the what the source of the valley is not, you know, mm-hmm. would be one way to say it. So we can know that we really got uh, a clean portfolio. And then another, you know, it's just kind of the same thing. It's like we end up having an inflated balance sheet. Yeah, You know, when we do that, we have, we look like we have more contracts and more dollars of receivables than are performing. And that's a dangerous place to be. When we're sitting there with those contracts that are not performing and we're still carrying them on our balance sheet, we have to ask ourselves why most times that's financial pressure. Sometimes it's lender pressure. Uh, either way it's, it's like just call us. I mean, let us put you in touch with somebody who can help with that because it's, it's, uh, Somebody who's done what we've done for as long as we've done, it's like you recognize that as a dangerous place to live, and so it's like mm-hmm. let's figure that out. Let's well, get and to it's it,
0: if you've got too many chart, too many accounts charging off, and that's a totally different conversation. It's like mm-hmm. you know, um, why are we charging? You know, what, why, um, wh- what can be done in underwriting? What you know, what can be done in your collection process? Mm-hmm. All of those kind of things to to be able to improve those numbers. But we're just, it's like. Let's come up with a with a with a a, a policy, a yeah. straight line. This is this is the way that this happens, and then that way too, your team, your collections team, the the collection manager, or collect, they're the ones that are going to say, okay, these ones are ready to be charged off. Depending on how big your portfolio and how you know in the weeds you are with what's happening in collections, it's like these are the ones that have met this criteria and are ready to be charged off. And then they take that to the uh, to the the dealer principal, wh- who we really suggest is the one that actually does those. Um, right. um, because that's not something you just want anyone to have access to be able to do. Absolutely. Um, because that, that's another dangerous thing. Yeah. And you just, gaping it's hole, like, we oh, it. well,
1: yeah,
0: Janet, go ahead and charge that out. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> I would
1: definitely say the principal or, you know, mm-hmm. chief designate is the only mm-hmm. one charging off accounts and processing yeah. those, but that leads us to the actual process. So let me okay. cover one more quick thing. So I'm, I told our listeners, I'd give three reasons, you know, that we three want reasons to, to Be timely with these charge-offs, schedule into. So number one, it affects those things like performance reports, collateral recovery rate. It affects the measurements. And that's a big
0: number for any lender too. Yeah, it's KPIs. You're watching those KPIs and you're going to want to see that.
1: Another one is it gives you an inflated balance sheet, which is a dangerous place to be. Mm -hmm. Anytime we're carrying assets that aren't performing and they're sitting on our balance sheet, that's an uncomfortable place Mm -hmm. to live. And so we would recommend. And the last one would be that in most systems, charging the count off, is going to put the repo, when there's a repo, when we've re- recovered collateral, it's going to put that repo back in inventory and it's a lot better. It's a lot easier for us cleaner. to keep track of inventory typically, you know, cars on the ground when the car is in inventory instead of in a, in a holding status from a repo to be charged off. So we just like that. We recommend that from a standpoint of management. And and those cars. even
0: if even if it's not ready to be on front line, I mean, how how often do you buy cars at a at a auction and they're not ready to be in the front line, but they're still put in there as inventory?
1: Yeah. So I've got this teed up here. If you want to share the I think screen over here, I've got the wrong yeah. thing. So let me make sure I've got the right thing shared. Uh oh, I gotta get this over.
0: Okay. I, I think that what you, did I, do wrong? I think that he, he's not sharing anymore so
1: did it, um, it drop
0: I think it did okay let's do this um, let's do da, 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 maybe I never
1: got there so just some some simple numbers for mm-hmm. those of you who might be uh, listening to this on the go as many do then um it could it'll be a simple thing to understand
0: but so you need to pull up the screen so we can take a look at it so yo there we go uh, all right talking. we're going to add that to the screen all right so a very simple thing
1: to to think about here so i just let's say the customer quit paying and their balance sits at ten thousand five hundred and seventy dollars we has got some late fees and whatever typically when we're talking about this we're talking about just the principal balance so mm-hmm. the customer's principal balance in the example i'm given here is ten thousand two hundred five. okay I've got an actual cash value. So this is important. We're gonna assign an actual cash value, sometimes called the fair market value um, of the vehicle. So this is mm-hmm. this is where we're, we're in legal territory here. We got to make sure that we treat the consumer fairly. Uh Some states and that you're
0: very, very consistent about how you price these when they go back into your inventory.
1: Right. And so what we really want to make sure that we do is make sure we've got a good practice because again, Mm -hmm. let's think about what's happening. We said the customer owed us 10,205. We then recovered the collateral. The customer then gets a credit for that collateral, and now they're going to be left owing us some balance, which is going to potentially hit their credit report. In some states, we got dealers that are suing for the deficient balance. That's going to affect the balance mm-hmm. that goes to the courthouse. You know, there are reasons that this number becomes really important. There mm-hmm. are reasons that, you know, the the I forget who the agency is that governs, I, governs this. I've seen it in terms of uniform code for many years. But bottom line is we're not trying to give legal advice over here. We're just simply saying the procedure would be to assess the car. And let's say that the car has a wholesale value of, in this example, let's say that the car has a wholesale value of $5,000. And that's a combination I would recommend giving the highest of three. So you might look at MMR, you might look at Black Book and arrive at that value. And let's say the highest one is Black Book at 5,000. So why does my my number there say 4,300? It's because it's got $700 in damages, So I want to document those damages and I'm going to bring the car back in at $4,300. And so now the customer's balance that they owe, it's called a deficient balance after the charge off is that 5905. But what it really happens here, let's think about the impact to the balance sheet here. We we wrote off the 10,205 it's Mm -hmm. gone from our receivables. Okay. That um, it's, it's now in an inactive receivables list, which we can still manage in our DMS. It's just not, in our active mm-hmm. portfolio. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we've got this car and most DMS again, this car would now come back in inventory and I've got this car that's in the recon pipeline. But now what that lets me do is let's say that you decide, oh, we, we, we thought it had $700 worth of damage. Now we discovered it's got an engine that's knocking. Now we decided not to keep, it. we're going to sell it. Instead it goes to the auction and it brings $3,500. Mm-hmm. Well, you own it now for $4,300 as a repo vehicle and you're gonna now experience $800 worth of wholesale loss when you process that repo, or when you sell that repo inventory, Mm -hmm. you can choose to eat that, you could charge it back to the customer's account, you know, do you want to document that? But bottom line is, that's what we're really trying to do here is get that car back in inventory in a timely manner, and, and really it lets us go ahead and charge off the account. Now the car becomes inventory, and now we can manage the inventory as we acquired it through through normal mm-hmm. fair market value process. And we've assigned a value and we move on mm-hmm. because whatever happens, you know, to the car past that is, is a wholesale matter. Yeah. It's just a wholesale matter. The car belongs to the to the finance company or it may go back to the dealership. The dealership may buy it. But now it's purely a wholesale matter. The car has been acquired it's been it's been added to inventory and so now we still sit there with this net charge-off but I think the main reason we wanted to bring this idea forward is we just see dealers being awfully inconsistent about that practice and so it's just we, we just think this this practice um, allows us to be timely you know it just and it allows the portfolio to remain clean mm-hmm. and healthy and so this is why we say let's not wait on cars to sell not, we wouldn't recommend that so Mm-mm. I would say, let's go ahead and get in a cycle where we're charging yeah. off on a, on a routine. And then we'll have a, uh, you know, a clean, clean portfolio, good, good, uh, clean balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all the reasons that the CPAs and the bankers would like that. And then as a, as a business manager owner, you're going to like seeing that your portfolio is clean and healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So these are easy things to say yeah. when there's a borrowing base in the picture it's, it's uncomfortable but it's it's something that we feel like is uh something you And process.
0: eventually you're going to have to. It's right. kind of it's just it,
1: And uh, the car is going to be worth less, you know, two yeah. months from now than it is today and so we just have to mm-hmm. uh we we recommend that we just obviously uh you know get just those things charged off. So
0: yeah. So, you know, f- figure out what your what your time frame is. I know, you know, uh, a lot of dealers it's like 30 days. And then at, after that point, then, you know, you send out this, the, the, uh, the documentation to the the owner and say this is going to this is this is what the um, value and the da-da-da-da and, mm-hmm. and then go go from there. But um you know I, I think I think with a lot of states it's it's supposed to be around so many there, there's there's usually once you let them know that it's been repoed and they have a certain amount of time um to make it right. Uh but I think that there's different I, aren't there different um, uh, rules and, requirements. and yeah, curing requirements sure. yeah, in different states? So just, sure. you know, check with your state association. Here's yeah. a plug for a state. If you're not a member of your state association, you should be a member of your state association. Cause these are the kind of things that they can help you with.
1: Yeah. And I would say that's one thing you brought up that I, I probably should put in a quick mention. Cause people ask, well, what if the car is not cured by the close of the month? That really doesn't stop you from charging it off. That just means you need to hang on to the collateral in case the customer comes forward to resolve it. In which case, you could reverse the charge off. Mm-hmm. But we know that's a low incident yeah. that, that actually happens. And I, but yeah, it's. I'm just yeah. saying, just because the account's not cured doesn't mean I can't deem it uncollectible and charge it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a, a matter of how you're managing it in the DMS. It's not that yeah. you're not complying with the legal uh, part of what's required in a curing situation. So, yeah, these are all things to consider. I just think it's it's important for dealers to, to recognize that, you know, we want to try to be consistent. I would say, based on my years of experience, if I were to pick a practice, this would be the one. Yeah.
0: So So if you were like to say, um, you know, you have a, a, 30-day cure or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you get to that day of the month that you charge off the repos that you have, and it hasn't reached that 30 days, then wouldn't you just carry that on to the next month? And then it would go out that next month. It's
1: going to depend on the information. I'm typically Mm -hmm. going to err on the side of charging it off. I'm going to charge it off unless there's some information you know, that suggests that we may get a resolution here. You know, there's an insurance mm-hmm. check forthcoming or whatever, but obviously uh, even in case of an insurance check. But I would can,
0: not do any work on the car until that cure period is that's, done. That's for
1: sure. That's, yeah, I definitely yeah. wouldn't. Assessment, sure. Go ahead and evaluate mm-hmm. the car and be ready and get your quotes together on what it's going to need so that when mm-hmm. that cure date hits, we can go to work on it. But otherwise, yeah, I, I would, I think to assess the car, don't start mm-hmm. any recon because the customer can still show up on that last day and pay it yeah. off. So, One never knows, uh, you know, how that part's going to work. But I would just say, you know, as far as the repo process or the charge off process, I would just say we're going to typically toward the end of the month, we're going to meet with a collection supervisor. You know, there are going to be, you know, six accounts turned in to request for charge off. I'm going to review those charge offs and we're going to make a judgment about. Whether or not you know we're going to get our values together, we're going to meet with the collection supervisor. Let's review the account mm-hmm. situation. Have we done everything we can do, which is a really important thing for the dealer principal or the general manager to be doing? Have we done everything we can do here, and just verify that we have mm-hmm. tried everything, uh, you know, to get that resolved before we move toward charge off. And then if if the answer is no, there's nothing more that can be done. Then then we'll move toward getting you know an assessment on the car and move toward uh, charging off the account and putting it back in inventory, and you know that
0: assessment on the car, all that kind of stuff can be just part of your process of when it comes in, mm-hmm. and so you already have all of that information ready to go. And so, you know, I when you're talking about uh, if it's done before the cure, it's like when maybe when you have that meeting with your with your collections manager, supervisor, whatever, it's anything that's been repoed, and then you can see what time frame or um, any that's, account that's
1: reached. 60 days plus with no payment, or whatever, and the no communication. Is. It's, it's that not kind always of thing. a repo yeah. involved. We yeah. haven't always co- recovered the clatter. We know most of our dealers do most of the time, but sometimes they don't. Quick, quick follow up. For yeah, anyone, know, anyone go ahead, Michelle. That's arches. That's the delicate arch yeah. in Arches National Park, right? Yeah. Is it in Arches? It's Arches.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so if you've never southern, been there, Southern Utah, plug there. Um, the state of Utah has more national parks than any other state in the union.
1: And they're fantastic. And,
0: and they are so beautiful. I know Mike Downey just finished a family tour of a bunch of them too. And so he could probably, um, if you want to hear like where should we go he's someone you could call you can call us but there's some gorgeous so for gorgeous those who don't know mike parks. there's got to
1: be like 12 people in industry that don't know mike he's the <laughs> he's the principal at auto master systems uh-huh. and so he's, we saw him on social media doing the southern utah yeah, tour so yeah with the so family, yeah most people so. say i would say if you're only going to do one most people say zion right is the is zion the
0: and then i would say arches yeah. would be the next and then bryce i can't say about the others those
1: are the only ones i've been to I got yeah. I got more touring to do there's myself.
0: Canyonlands, I, I we haven't spent enough. We've been to Canyonlands. Canyonlands mm-hmm. is where it's like the little um, Hollywood of. It's where they uh, filmed. I thought a that loop. was Kanab. Isn't that Canyon? Canyonlands.
1: Is it? Is Kanab in Canyonlands? I thought Kanab so. was just a little town. Okay. But,
0: well, we'll, oh well, we'll we'll figure. It. Well, yeah, we'll come there's, back there's with a There's ge- a lot. There's a lot of films that have been right. um, uh, done in Southern Utah, especially oh, sure. from the old cowboy. Kind of era. Um, we'll come back with a yeah. geography. Update well, yes, we will. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have spreadsheets and <laughs> pictures.
1: <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, all the details. Uh,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, all right. So again, it's it's uh, it's Monday, Monday, not Wednesday. Yeah, Monday. It's Monday. Just yeah. in case you yeah. were wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, time warp. A time warp. Uh, we will see you on Wednesday for White Hat Wednesday, and hope you guys have a fantastic beginning of your week. Yeah, have a great ha- week. Thanks so much Enjoy for joining, Monday. everybody. Thanks.